0: Who's on first?
1: What's on second? I don't know who's on third. And I meant you, my dear Watson. What's in the box? Just what do you think you're doing there? Frankly, my dear, I don't think Why lead models? Why, so serious? I am serious. I don't want to show. Well, nobody's perfect. Go ahead. Make my day. Phone. Oh, There's no. There's no place like that. That's the list. Wait.
2: Welcome to episode thirty-nine of Roll the Credits podcast, and ultimately our final episode, at least for a little while. Um, on this episode, and I'll touch on that in a, in a minute. But uh this episode, we'll be giving you guys a review for Dark Phoenix, the new X Men movie that uh, flopped on out in the theaters this past <laughs> weekend. Um, and as well as news like usual for the week, and we are going to wrap, wrap the podcast with our top 10 favorite movies of all time. Um, uh, what I feel is, I guess a fitting way to end, um, at least this chapter of the podcast. Um, like I said, it is our last episode for a little while. That is entirely my decision. Um, so any angry tweets can be directed towards me. Uh, not necessarily Brian. Um, <laughs> just weighing a lot of options recently and deciding that i definitely need to take a break a lot of cons and stuff so um when it comes to money and free time and, and a bunch of other things uh wanting to get done so uh we are going to take a little break we may still be running the social media accounts with our reviews and stuff like that that we might get into something like that where uh we'll write more full reviews or something like that um as we go forward, and like I said, might end up coming back later on this year or next year or something, uh, depending on how things go. But, uh, just a little bit of burnout on my end, uh, so it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Um, and like I said, direct any uh angry tweets at me, um, for our like 25 listeners out there, um, Woo. Of the uh, so anyway. Brian, how's your week been going? Um,
0: it's been a week. I mean, we did um, we got to see Dark Phoenix, which, as you mentioned, and we'll talk about later, was a flop. Um, I got a car. You know, I mentioned on the last episode how I was in that you know little brief car accident or whatever. Um, that they decided to total my car. Uh, how very rude of them! But uh, I got a well, nice you new
2: totaled your own car. They just deemed it totaled.
0: Uh. Pff details <laughs> um <laughs> anyway so you know i'm happy with my new car that i got You uh, just completely wiped out the savings no big deal but yeah uh, and then uh was dropped with uh aaron's decision yesterday and it was fun but you know which
2: you thought was i was just I kidding thought, <laughs> you, thought, thought, you thought it was one of my bits because he has
0: occasionally just kind of like we're like, I'll do something. And he was like, all right, we're done with the podcast. And then just like joke about ending it. So then yesterday when he texted me, he was like, hey, this may be the last episode of the podcast. And I was like, oh, why is that? And then he like sent like a paragraph about about it. I was like, oh, you're actually serious. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Which I mean, I can agree with what you're saying. You know, we have put a lot of uh, time, effort, and money into this, which and we're only getting 25 ish listeners or whatever which yeah. isn't
2: great. um i mean yeah and, and that's the thing like one like i said at the, at the top of the show here pros and cons when i was weighing them yesterday it takes me roughly two hours every friday night saturday during the day to write up a script for the episodes um and just the fact that it's summertime now like i want to be able to spend more time outside going doing stuff um,
1: Oh, you to and be this social? is,
2: and this is you know, uh, I didn't say I wanted to talk to people. I just want to be more outside or or, <laughs> or have a little bit more free time to do things. Yeah, and, I understand. That. Um, like you mentioned, like it's and on money money standpoint and stuff like that. We're funneling you know, ten bucks every month into this. Um, I'm there trying to save up for a new Facebook car and, and an apartment and stuff like that. So it's the really the only con to closing the only pro to the podcast is really you know our listener base uh which is mainly just you know our friends and family um so i mean keep a lookout like i said we'll probably still like keep up with posting like reviews and stuff like that just not on a podcast episode um takes another like two hours every sunday you know we have to organize times and stuff because i mean this is our hobby essentially instead of a second job but there's a lot of time and effort that has to be put into it that is really just burning me out. Cause I tried to write the script up yesterday and I was like, I just can't like, it's really hard. Um, you yeah. know, researching hey. everything and, and all that stuff. So,
0: but we just got paid a whopping $16 for this podcast.
2: That is true. Um, yeah. So from, from sponsors and, and various other things, but, <laughs> um, yeah, so it is what it is. Like I said, you know, it's something like I really, wouldn't like I'm keeping the door open for in the future to come back to but um just at this time like just want to take a little bit off my plate um going forward for for a little bit longer and uh we'll see. Uh we'll see what ends up happening down the road, like I said. Um so anyway, yeah, I definitely caught you off guard with that Brian yesterday, but just a little bit. It's cool. Just a tad bit. Um anyway we'll get right into the news here. Um Uncharted movie, which has been, you know, postponed, what feels like a thousand times uh, is now officially starring Tom Holland uh, directed by Dan Trachtenberg, who did 10 Cloverfield lane. Um, And it is set to release December, 2020, which feels soon for something that's really just kind of getting dropped right now. Um, I'm not sure if this is something that's been in the works for a little while, and maybe that's, that's been the plan. I know Tom Holland has a lot of other things on his plate, obviously Spider-Man, um but a few other roles as well here and there but um yeah i mean you playstation folks are finally getting your uncharted movie
0: yeah i mean i'm excited for it i know this is something that sony you know sony and playstation they've been talking about wanting to do this movie for a while now a couple years i mean the uncharted game series has four or five games in it and it's in one of their most popular game series and so they wanted to adapt it into a movie and i think last year at some point there was a lot of talks with tom holland uh signing on and being a part of it but they never gained a lot of traction after that but they got a director for it and they got a quick release date and i am surprised we're getting so soon of uh, december next year um i hope that doesn't hurt it because i'm a big fan of the game and i would love to see this in a movie format I hope it works out um I'd be okay if they delayed it. I'm interested to see uh who the supporting cast is though with it I know there's been other talks for like um Brian Cranston being a part of it um Robert Downey jr. Well, I was more of a fan cast just good Tom Holland but um yeah so I'm excited hope this turns out well and we'll we'll
2: hear more about it down the line. Alrighty, um, and something big on my plate here, uh, going forward, a sequel to 2012's Django Unchained is in the works. Uh, it will probably not be directed by Quentin Tarantino, but he is going to be producing the film, uh, and overseeing quite a bit of it. Uh, and it is going to be a Django and Zorro crossover. And yes, you heard me correctly on that. Um, which sounds very interesting. Um, Gerard Carmichael is tasked with writing the screenplay. Um. Of Comedian turned uh, screenwriter now for uh, Hollywood movies. Also famous for the Jer- uh, Gerard Carmichael show um, from a few years a few, uh, few years back. Uh, so this will be interesting. No word on you know whether you know Jamie Foxx will return. I would assume he will, but I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but I'm super interested. Uh, Django Unchained didn't make my top ten, but probably if I did a top twenty, it would probably fall in there somewhere between eleven and twenty. Um love the film. Excited for this, you know, Tarantino on to produce. Uh I I'll hold out to see who ends up becoming a director as well, but um I definitely have high hopes for that.
0: Yeah, I had saw that they kind of did it as um after Django and Jane came out in 2012 um kind of like a comic book storyline um to, as a continuation of Django unchained Um that was this crossover with Zorro. Um, and I guess they just decided, you know, nine years later that they want to, or not nine years later, whatever, seven years later that they want to adapt it into a movie. So, I mean, it sounds interesting. I know obviously you highly praise Django on chain. It is on one of my very large watch list of movies to get to at some point. Um, so it's definitely interesting, especially with the Zorro character. So I'm excited to hear more about it.
2: All right. And, uh, another big thing, uh, Uh, At least something I'm looking forward to. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are teaming back up again to produce a film entitled Svalta. Um, Nick Frost will pen the screenplay uh, for it. Svalta will tell the story of a family on their summer vacation to a remote Swedish island called Svalta. Where they discover a serial killer is on the loose, but the locals have no interest in helping the stranded family of tourists. Um... Peg and Frost obviously very famous for uh, the Three Cornettos trilogy from Ed, uh, director Edgar Wright. Um, three tremendous films. So definitely excited for this. Love when these guys team up, uh, and I will certainly be looking out for this uh, whenever we get you know a little bit more information and uh release date and all that stuff. So
0: yeah, not much else I'll add. I mean I know they're hilarious together, so I'm Peg and Nick Frost. Um, and it sounds like an interesting synopsis. So, you know, interest interested to hear more about it.
2: Yep. Uh, and that's all I have for this week. Uh, Brian, do you have uh, any news?
0: A few little things. Um, one. Uh, Sigourney Weaver is returning for the upcoming Ghostbusters reboot sequel, whatever it is. Um, there's you know there's been talks about a lot of the original cast returning for it, but this is the First official member uh, that will be returning for it. I think, isn't this set for next summer in 2020 to come out? I um, believe so. So that's nice to see her edition. I'm excited to, uh, there are talks of, you know, like Bill Murray and uh, the other guys have read read the script, uh, but it hasn't been official. So uh, that'd be cool if they would join on. Um, the And a little bit of TV news. Uh, the Good Place, you know, I've raved about it out on here. One of my favorite television shows. Uh, This upcoming season four will be its final season. They kind of mapped it out after the second season on where they wanted to go with it. And it fit into four seasons. So you know, I appreciate them to, you know, not dragging it on and becoming a bad quality of a show. I'm just sad. (laughs) Like many shows have done in in the past. Um, But I'm sad to see it go. I mean, this I hope this season is as great as the others and it, it'll be a sad last season i know you're how far have you gone into that you've been watching uh, uh i it.
2: finished the first two seasons i um well, what was on netflix uh, or what is on netflix um i didn't really want i hate like cross streaming the streaming platform so i didn't want to like watch one and two and then hop over to hulu for three i'll just wait for that to hit netflix then
0: not on netflix yeah
2: um yeah, I mean, I'm I'm enjoying the show. Uh, if I had to give it a rating, I'd probably put it at about an eighty. Um, it, it's a good show, and I, I definitely understand where they're coming from because, like, after the second season, like when I finished that, I kind of sat and thought, like, yeah, how far can they really take this idea um, based on at least where they currently were at that point uh, in the show? So it definitely makes sense to me that they're going to cut it after the fourth season. Um, I'm very glad and gracious that they're not going to overrun the overrun the product uh let it be um don't kind of run into the ground uh, <laughs> stuff like that yeah so so that is nice um that they're going to end up doing that so i look forward to seeing where it ends up going in these final well for me two seasons but for everybody else probably one
0: yeah for sure um you know i got through a little bit of marvel news into here uh this isn't anything official yet but there's a lot of talks that, you know, Marvel got the Fox characters earlier this year, um, that they're looking to do the first uh, a Fantastic Four movie in
1: 2022.
0: Um, what is that grunt for? Is that just in general because it's Fantastic Four? It's,
2: I, I, to be honest, it's not even just the Fantastic Four movies, but I just don't care about the Fantastic Four. Uh, I mean, maybe they'll make me care, but I don't know.
0: It's Marvel. They'll probably make you care. We'll see. <laughs> um. Well, I know this would be an easier, at least easier than the X-Men to introduce into the MCU because, you know, the Fantastic Four, the family, they're people who gain power. So it's not something they have to explain where they, why they haven't been there in the past. Um, and it's highly likely that uh, it's been looking at Peyton Reed to direct, who directed the first, the first Ant-Man and I think he also did the second one. Yep. Um, so, and he's been a long time a fan of the fantastic four almost directed one of the original ones but then didn't you know thank thank goodness though that's not on his uh list then because no matter which fantastic four movie you're talking about that we've gotten they've all not been good um they've actually gotten like worse as i've gone on so uh,
2: i'll take your word for it fun fact i have not seen any of the fantastic four movies uh really and i'm very gracious that i haven't yeah <laughs> i stayed away They were like, they were pre me getting into like really into superhero movies and stuff. Um, And after hearing how they like bombed and stuff, I just never felt the need to go back and watch them. So,
0: yeah, they're all kind of like, they're not like awful, awful movies, but they're kind of, you know, in this realm of Dark Phoenix. I'll talk about a little bit. Has some enjoyable parts, but for a large part, just wasn't great. Um,
2: Whoa there. Don't be spoiling our Dark Phoenix review just uh, i know everyone's here and you there. know sitting on their hands like waiting to to hear what well, we have to yeah. say about that don't don't go spoiling it
0: <laughs> okay we'll get to do with that in a little bit uh the last little thing a trailer that dropped this week uh for ad astra uh it stars uh brad pitt and it is let me pull the synopsis real quick uh brad Pitt astra is space Basically, Brad Pitt goes to space. Uh, an astronaut travels to the outer edges of the solar system to find his father and unravel a mystery that threatens the survival of the planet. He uncovers secrets which challenge the nature of human existence and our place in the cosmos. Trailer looks uh, interesting. Uh, definitely pretty cool, I think. You know, I always love... Um, I'm always a fan of, like, good quality space movies. And Like, in the trailer, they show, like, there's a big explosion up in space, and there's no sound to that. Like, I hate when stuff happens in space and there's like this little thing, but there's sound like there's no sound in space. And that's all that. That's cool. I mean, it's Brad Pitt is pretty solid all around, you know, uh, Tom Lee Jones is also in this movie as well as some other notable names that I am forgetting at this time, but uh looks interesting. It comes out uh, September 20th. I believe it was originally slated for may under the Fox banner, uh, but then was pushed uh once Disney acquired it and now we'll be kind of uh Disney's pushing it you know coming out in September. So any thoughts on that trailer? I know it was it showed it showed with Dark Phoenix. So Yeah, uh
2: it looks interesting. We're getting the you know, as you mentioned, uh we're, we're getting a heavy push from Disney here with these Fox titles that they're gonna be pushed out uh later this year with astro Stuber, um
0: Ford Ferrari. Ford
2: Ferrari, that's the other one. Um So, yeah, I don't know. It looks interesting. I'll probably end up watching it whether I enjoy it or not. Who knows? Uh, It doesn't look super good to me, but it looks like it. It looks like a movie that could go either way. Like, I'm either, you know, not going to care or I'll enjoy it a lot. So uh, typical space movie for me. So, yeah, Uh,
0: that's about the end of uh, my news for the this week
2: all righty well then uh, i guess we'll get into uh dark phoenix um which we as you said we saw opening night thursday um with a about a half full theater maybe if that um if that yeah yeah uh i, I gave this 50 <laughs> um i it's it's a hard one for me to rate because there were parts to it i enjoyed um I don't think it's as awful as some critics are saying. It's, it's not good. Um, I'm not going to go that far. Uh, but there are parts like bits and pieces to it. I enjoyed, um, most notably the action and stuff. The story just feels like a bit of a letdown. Uh, same with the villain. Uh, it finally gave me a Jessica Chastain performance. I didn't care for, um, which is, uh, a big negative on the score here for me. Um, Outside of that, I mean, it's roughly the same as Apocalypse. You have the villain problem, you have the story arc problem, um, where you just kind of don't care about any of the characters, and and it sucks because it's. I love the X Men. It's one of my favorite, uh, you know, banners under uh, the Marvel franchise, but um, it just it's hard to care. And when you match it up in a series that has had a tremendous film like days of future past, um, which I consider, you know, I, if I did a top 10 superhero or a comic book movie thing, I'd probably have that in there somewhere. So, um, it's hard to look at that movie and then look two down and see this, um, or apocalypse and just wonder how they're within the same timeline and franchise. Um, so it's, it's got a few parts. If somebody told me they really enjoyed the movie, I probably wouldn't fight them on it. Um, you know, you do you, it's not something. Uh, and if somebody told me they hated the movie, I wouldn't fight them on it either. I mean, it's, it's, that's why I gave it a 50. It is smack dab in the middle for me. Um, it's just so much of the movie is flat. Uh, and that's the biggest problem. Uh, I really hope that now once Marvel studios takes over the X-Men, once we, whenever we get, uh, X-Men movies, which I would like one right now. And I'd, I'd like one more so than I'd like a fantastic Four one for sure um i hope they don't screw up cyclops and storm those are my two favorite x-men characters um and i feel like both are a letdown i don't like sheridan i Ty sheridan tyler sheridan whichever one is that one and not the guy who does really good directing um (laughs) i don't like him as cyclops uh as i've seen seen a lot on twitter he is a bitch boy i don't like him um in that role like (laughs) I just don't think he's good. I'd rather have somebody else there. Um, and Storm, I mean, just feels like more of a background character within the realm, uh, not as much as Quicksilver is, which is unfortunate again because Evan Peters is tremendous there, and I wish we would have got more of him. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, that's my take on Dark Phoenix. Gives a solid fifty right down the middle. Um, it's not spectacular, and it's not good. It's not awful uh it's just kind of there. I mean, it's a superhero movie that I if I never saw it again, I sure wouldn't miss it. So, uh pass it on over to you.
0: Yeah, uh that's all very fair what you said. Um I also gave this movie a 50. Um it it did definitely have some enjoyable moments. That especially uh there was the final fight scene had some cool stuff within it, but this it just didn't work. I mean, the the pacing was not great in this movie. This movie was just too long. and some parts were fast, some parts were slow, and it just it dragged. Um, some things. I mean, just makes sense. The whole thing with like these prequels, like that they're supposed to be prequels to the original series. Like First Class takes place in like sixty five, Days of Future Past in uh the early seventies. And then Apocalypse supposed to be in the eighties and this in nineteen ninety two is when this one takes. Two thousand is when the first X-Men takes place, just eight years later. And but they do like no effort at all to make James McAvoy or Michael Fassbender as Professor X and Magneto look any older than they are now. They look like they're, you know, late thirties, forty years old, and we're to assume eight years later they look like uh Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. Like, that they just kind of got lazy with, um, with all those characters. I mean, I think partially also David's future past was to try and retcon some stuff, but then they went back on that, and it just, these newer movies, after this, they just convolute, they're all convoluted and contradict themselves. Um, I hate it. One of my favorite characters in these newer ones has been Quicksilver. Evan, Evan Peters has done a great job. He gets like sidelined like a third of the way through the movie, and you don't really ever see him again. And it's really disappointing. Like, he's such a funny scene stealer character, and he's just gone then, like a third of the way through the movie. Um, it's, I mean, it's like you said, uh, kind of finally got that Jessica chastain role that it just wasn't good in was the same, like you said, with Apocalypse and Oscar Isaac. Like, take these great ass, uh, ugh, sorry take these great actors and then just give them a crappy character to play and no matter what they can do it's with the script and the character it's just not great um I enjoyed this at some points I mean this movie just it wasn't awful like so this movie has a 22% Rotten Tomatoes which is an awful score I don't think it totally garners that it's but it's not amazing in any way um our combo score comes out to a 47.5 on it, um, because, you know, like I said, Rotten Tomatoes is a 22, the meta score was a 43, and the user score is a 6.0 uh, on IMDb. So, it's like, a lot of people agree it's not that great of a movie. It's totally bombed opening weekend. It's the lowest opening weekend, f- sorry, for any of the X-Men movies. Um, it's not the end of the day on Sunday yet, but they're estimating it'll only be 33 million, which one is just awful for a superhero movie to be coming out open opening weekend for that. But that's 20 million less than the next one, uh, of the X-Men movies that the Wolverine is number 11 on that list. And that made 53 movie 53 million opening weekend. And this is 33 million. is just bad. Um, yeah. And there's just some cheesy lines in it. Like in the one trailer, there's the thing with Jennifer Lawrence, uh, about renaming it uh thinking about renaming it to x woman since we do all the work or whatever like no i I actually
2: like i didn't hate that line because uh, there was a lot of talk about it i i didn't the script i didn't hate that much um i thought the line got delivered fine like i don't think it's as bad as you know um they they cut they cut out the I don't know what to do they, they cut line it. from uh McAvoy, but it's really... um it's not as bad as that. And that line I really only think is funny because of McAvoy's accent saying it. So accent, yeah. um I, I didn't like I didn't hate the line. I liked the way it was delivered. It was more like but at the same time it was kinda like, well, there's other like there was like it wasn't just all women like helping there, like I get that Professor X wasn't yeah, helping. it kind of just
0: felt forced um, a little bit.
2: Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't. Yeah, you
0: know, uh, like Nightcrawler and Quicksilver played important roles in that, in that scene that they're talking about. Um, and there was just a, a laughable scene near a uh, little uh, half the way. Um, that just, it's her powers and Professor X, uh, getting Professor X to. It's not really an incredible story at all, but having him like walk upstairs, but he's paralyzed. So she's like doing it with the powers, and he's it's just it looks ridiculous. And honestly, I was laughing at it in the theater. It just I don't know. It I did enjoy this in some ways, in other ways, I just didn't at all. So that's why I settled on a 50, just kind of smack dab in the middle there. We've talked about it, we we're hoping it would be good. But with a movie that's like this that's been delayed three times and has been rewritten who knows how so many times. Well
2: and the entire ending got reshot because they didn't want it to look exactly like Captain Marvel. So Yeah, apparently
0: that's <laughs> the ending was like the same ending as Captain Marvel, so they just had to completely redo it. <laughs> so
2: I I mean, yeah, when you have all the reshoots and, and all that stuff and what feels like a cast that just, you know, well, I, there's other parts I want to complain about, but I'm not gonna dive into like spoilers and stuff throughout. But um yeah, yeah I mean that that's one of the, the heavier issues with it, so yeah.
0: yeah. So uh I'll I'll stop my ranting there. I mean I still it's uh near the bottom of our overall list. I think it's fourth or fifth from the bottom of my personal list for the year. Uh, so it's definitely not the worst movie of the year, but it's not great. So I mean, yeah. if if you really like the X Men movies, go see it. Um, it uh,
2: it doesn't it doesn't touch Serenity or the Beach Bomb for me for worst of the year for sure. Uh, yeah, no, it's gonna be hard for anything to t- touch either of those. Yeah,
0: but... for sure. Um, but yeah, so I mean, unless you're a huge superhero fan or X Men fan, which I mean, there are plenty out there that'll still go see this movie. Don't waste the ten dollars on seeing this movie. Uh, wait to rent it. Or, uh, I mean, don't see it. It's not the. You, it's not going to be the biggest thing in the world if you don't see it. Because, you know, there's the, thankfully no more of them. And they'll be under the Marvel threshold then. And hopefully Kevin Feige can do wonders with it and make them great again.
2: All right. Uh, so that's Dark Phoenix. That's our last review for you guys. Um, Sorry, it wasn't a good one. In, in audio. um, uh, <laughs> Yeah, wish it could have been better. But alas here we go um we'll do our top 10 favorite films um of all time i have mine i have mine numbered one to ten uh brian has his numbered one a through one z or whatever. no okay uh, look look <laughs> when he told
0: me that we were doing this uh, favorites of all time i was like there's no way i can pick a, a top one so like my list it goes like six or it goes like 10 to six and then the uh, five go one a b c d e like i because they all like rotate as being my favorite sometimes and i all love them and so i just couldn't decide on it so
2: fair enough um all right brian uh go ahead and get us kick started
0: so i'll also include then i have five honorable mentions to this list um i wanted to include movies on this list that i had seen multiple times at least um because so i had a chance to you know revisit them or rewatch them um uh, so like there's two so two movies are my honorable mentions both uh blade runner 2049 and the departed both movies i love and are fantastic movies but i've only ever seen them once and so if i saw them a second time they would likely be on this top 10 but they aren't uh another three honorable mentions uh would be uh logan you know the final uh wolverine movie Catch Me If You Can from Leo DiCaprio and uh, uh, Steven Spielberg. And then Arrival, the space sci-fi movie a couple years ago with Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner. All movies I love, but didn't quite make it onto this list. Uh, So here we go. Going at uh, number 10 for me on this list is La La Land. Big fan of this movie. Love it. Emma, Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling are just amazing, superb. I mean... This movie should have won Best Picture. It was and then they had it for 60 seconds or whatever, and it was robbed from them. Um, just great movie. Love. I could watch that. I've seen it half a dozen times. It's great. Uh, so that's number ten there for me.
2: All right. Uh, likewise, I have. Uh, I mean, I'll give you my 11 through 15, my honorable mentions, in no real particular order. Uh, Goodfellas. Uh, star Wars episode five, the empire strikes back uh, la la land. As you just mentioned um, a star is born as well from last year and 12 angry men, uh, an all time classic um, going very, very deep into the vault for that one. Oh yeah. Um, so the way I broke my list up one through six is going to be the six movies I've given a 100 rating to Um. Seven through 10, though, not really ratings based. They're just movies that I've seen, you know, a lot Uh, Um, movies that I could put on any time of day and enjoy the high hell out of them. Uh, I could probably sit and watch them over and over and I'd still enjoy them. Uh, Not particularly tremendous films, maybe, but uh, movies that really uh, have been favorites for some of them for a lifetime, some of them for even just like five or six years or so. Uh, so number 10 for me is black dynamite starring Michael Jai white. Ah, I, uh, I love, <laughs> I've probably seen this movie like a 20 times. Um, it's hilarious. Uh, it's a black exploitation film, uh, comedy, uh, from, I th- want to say like 2012, 2011, 20, 20- 2008. I don't remember the year it came out. It was somewhere, <laughs> somewhere, in that, on that range. somewhere in that range. Uh, but we used to always go down, uh, to my friend's college like three or four times a year um and then we'd all have parties and stuff like that and we would every time we went down we'd at least watch this once we'd bring in uh friends and stuff like that that hadn't seen it we would always make them watch it um i mean it's hilarious movie one of my all-time favorites And, and i could sit down and watch it anytime and just laugh my ass off for like an hour and a half just the ridiculous of it uh, the fact that, you know, Richard Nixon is like one of the, the, the evil bad guys in the film just kills me every time. Um, I, I love it. It's, it's hilarious film. If you haven't seen it, I, I feel like it's not a movie everybody has seen, but if you haven't check it out, I a hundred percent employ you to, um, employ you to, uh, cause it's a tremendous film, great comedy. So number 10 for me is black dynamite.
0: Guess that I'll, I'll add that to my watch list then. I know you've talked about raving it before, but I've never seen it. Um, I'll add it to the watch list of fifty other movies.
2: I think I have. I think I own it. Uh, both on di- at least digitally. So feel free to check it out on. All right, my movies anywhere account. Uh,
0: number nine for me is Moneyball. Um, my favorite sports movie, or one of my favorite sports movies, my favorite baseball movie. Um, you know. Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill do a great job, but it's just a, a fun, great movie involving baseball, my favorite sport. And there's some time with the Red Sox at the end, but there's a lot of like of the math side of Moneyball. And it's a great story. You know, it was nominated for Best Picture. In the end, it's just how can you not be romantic about baseball? It's it's a great movie. Uh, so it's number nine there for me.
2: All right. Number nine for me. <laughs> Uh, going to the comedy well again. Hot Fuzz. Uh, love this film. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, the one of the three flavors Cornetto trilogy films from Edgar Wright, starring uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, uh, as police detectives in <laughs> in uh, countryside England, uh, who end up discovering a plot to keep the town from crimes and stuff like that um for the greater the greater good uh, as they mentioned multiple times throughout the film uh one of my all-time favorite comedies for sure uh one that i've probably seen you know a dozen times or so already uh can easily watch whenever um it's a great film if for some reason you haven't seen it another one that i highly suggest uh especially if you're into really witty comedy um so hot fuzz number nine for me
0: all right. Uh number eight for me, uh, and the same in the sports world, uh, The Sandlot. Uh, it was a movie I loved as a kid and is even watching it uh older. It's a hilarious movie, I think, and it's such a great story and it's just about, you know, kids playing baseball in their neighborhood, getting together and play baseball. Um it's such a quotable movie, so many great lines from it and it's I, I love it it's one of those that kind of falls like you said on your list like it's not like a superb like amazing movie or anything but it's one of my favorite movies i love it uh so sandlot is there, number eight for me
2: number eight for me my childhood favorite and still movie i could watch all the time because i love the subject matter uh but number eight for me is twister starring bill paxton and helen hunt um also co-starring Philip C- Seymour Hoffman um and several others. Uh tremendous movie. Uh I like I said it was a childhood favorite from of mine. Um I always liked, you know, the idea of twisters and and watching videos of them and stuff. So when I you know came across this movie, it's been one of my favorites. Uh it'll probably be one of my favorites until the day I die or at least until they make a better movie about twisters. Um so twister number eight
0: for me all right uh number seven for me i love you're gonna hate this uh is rocky um oh god <laughs>
1: yeah boo oh, oh. boo <laughs> uh
0: i love this movie it's a classic under dog story one of the best sports movies out there i mean Sylvester Stallone does a great job he helped write it and was a producer and obviously starred in it one best picture. Um, one of the greatest overall sports movies of all time. That's aside from Aaron, that's highly agreed upon. I mean it's a highly rated movie in many fields. Um and it's I could watch any time it's the ups and downs of it and it just and intense boxing scenes, it's it's great. I, I love it. I don't know what's wrong with Aaron, why he doesn't like it.
2: I don't... Why would I like a movie where the star of the film talks like this all the time? I don't like Stallone. I don't think he's a good actor. You can't ever understand what he's saying, even in the Creed films. Which, By the way, the Creed films are both better than any Rocky, and I'll fight anybody to the death on that subject, so...
0: Fight me to the death. Let's go. Rocky's let's amazing.
2: Let's hombre. American Gladiator uh, style.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, so there's not much else to say about it, but uh, Rocky, big fan of that. It's number six there for me, or seven. Sorry, <laughs> I
2: was about to say, oh wow, you went a lot farther than I did. Uh, okay, to wrap up my all-time like favorite, but not necessarily quality movies, uh, the funniest comedy of all time to me, one I can watch over and over. Brian already oh, knows know what this is. is. Yep, not the second one, but the original Zoolander.
0: <sighs> <laughs> oh, don't talk about the second God. one.
2: God. The, the first Zoolander film, just every time I watch it, it just absolutely cracks me up. They actually just released Funko pops for the movie and I'm purchasing them all. Um, I love this movie so much. It's so ridiculous and like, uh, just an absolute take on, on male modeling industry and our fashion designers and stuff like that. And I think that's what makes it so funny is, uh, it's every stereotype kind of wrapped into one, um, the lines throughout the film are hilarious. It's easily Ben Stiller's best uh, movie he's ever uh, put together. Obviously, with uh, Will Ferrell as Bugatti was is an incredible villain role. Um, uh, it, it's a movie that if you haven't seen it, I really don't know what's wrong with you. It's better than Rocky. Um, not that there's a comparison there because one is the worst movie. Uh, it's not debatable. Um, but yeah, I mean, Zoolander, <laughs> Zoolander is just an all-time funny movie to me, uh, and I can sit down and watch it anytime. So, number seven is Zoolander for me.
0: That is a that is a hilarious movie. Uh, I'll, I'll give you that. Um, but you know, they're not comparable. Rocky and Zoolander, not so. Well, that's because I mean, one's good,
2: that. and you can understand what the lead actors are saying throughout, regardless of how stupid it is. While the other one you can't understand anything he's saying except hey, Andre, we're dead. Go ahead with your that's number six that's a
0: great impression. I That's love my it. stallone
2: yeah. impression because I can't uh, ever understand anything he's ever saying.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> opinions, opinions. Anyway, um number six then for me. Uh newest movie in this list, Avengers Endgame. I mean
2: Wow, six.
0: It's it does so it doesn't quite it doesn't I haven't seen it enough to have it in that top, that five that are all rotating at number one. Really for me, um, so it just fell to six. And but I mean, I freaking love this movie. The story in it. It's I mean we talked about it many many times on here, but it's a great conclusion to the Infinity Saga. It's, uh, it's just an amazing movie. I mean. I love it. And I can't wait to it'll I really want to try and catch it in IMAX while it's still in theaters. And I'll be pre ordering it once we get the DVD release date Blu-ray and I'll be buying it immediately. Um so Avengers Endgame is number six there for me.
2: All right. So now we break into the six films I've rated a one hundred, which in order to get that score for me I have to think the movie is, you know, incredibly well made, but also an all time favorite. Um and something that's very rewatchable to me. Number six, one I always kind of joked. I know we joke about it all the time, like, but one I always joked about, like, oh, this is gonna be one of my favorite movies of all time, can't wait to see it. Um and then I saw it and it lived up to the hype for me, just the ridiculousness around it um really played a huge role. American Hustle, um, starring fat Christian Bale, uh, Bradley Cooper, Amy Adams. Um, Jennifer Lawrence, Jeremy Renner, all with super thick Jersey, New York accents. It's, it's a hilarious movie, but I think overall it's just super well made. Um, and and a movie that I just, another one I could just watch anytime. Really? Uh, it's hilarious. Uh, really good drama behind it. Um, you know, fat Christian Bale is the icon America needs, um even though he's not american and people forget that um but yeah i mean it's a tremendous film all around um and just in general five tremendous actors uh in starring in the film so uh that comes in at number six for me
0: i didn't realize you gave that movie a 100 out of 100 um but yeah it's a great movie um so then like i had mentioned at the beginning of this list my top five um are all movies I would consider my favorite movie and they kind of rotate as my number one of all time. Um, so I, I couldn't pick a specific one, uh, to make my number one and I couldn't rank the others. So the list is one, A, B, C, D and E. Um, so, uh, I'm just going to list them as I go, as we go through this, just alphabetically as they are. So there's not any, you know, words of, um, I did rank them above the other. That was just easiest way.
2: Um, so one, a, so just in case you guys are listening at home, he did technically rank them, but he wanted to give them all one. So
0: yes, they are all one. So one a for me, uh, it's Captain America: the winter soldier. Um, obviously I love that movie. One of my favorite Marvel movies. Um, and it's, it's superb. It's the first introduction to the Russo brothers in the MCU, I mean, it's so much more just a superhero movie. It's a political thriller as well, which I loved. Um Really got a great introduction with the Winter Soldier and everything. It's just, oh, I love the movie. Anytime it's on TV, I'll, I'll watch it and just keep watching it until either it's over. Or I have to go do, do, do something else. Could watch this at any time. All, all these movies I have listed at one whatever letter are movies that I could sit down and watch at any time. Uh, so 1A for me is Captain America and Winter Soldier.
2: All right. Number five for me, uh, Avengers Infinity War. And I've talked about this before. Uh, One of the key things that made me love this movie so much, um, aside from just directing and stuff, is the fact that the bad guy wins in the end of the film. Uh, regardless of whether, you know, it's a lead up to another film and really a part one, part two. Um, I think that's such a cool concept that, Luckily, doesn't get watered down by it happening frequently enough, um, whereas, you know, the good guy always wins in 98% of films, and that's always kind of a bummer to me because it happens more often than I feel like it should um, to make a movie good, but uh, I love that concept, um, and I love the way it kind of got drawn out there where he thought maybe he was dead at the end, um, and Thanos is still living, he snaps his finger and, and wins, um, and I think that's an awesome concept. Tremendous film all around. It's really well done, well-crafted. The visuals are amazing. Fight scenes are amazing. Um, Character development uh, through 18 years, or not 18 years, a decade. Uh, But, yeah, um, just all around a really good movie. So that comes in at number five for me.
0: All right. Uh, Next on my list of ones at 1B is The Dark Knight. Um, I mean, it's... The greatest DC movie, obviously, out there. I mean, and it's one of the one of the best superhero movies, and it's one of the best movies. I mean, it, in general, that's highly regarded as that. It's one of the four movies in IMDb that's out of nine or higher. I mean, uh, Heath Ledger just gives an, an outstanding, amazing performance as the Joker. I mean, he won an Oscar for it, um, and I just love it. Same thing. Like I said, all these movies, I could just watch at any time. They're on TV. I'll sit and watch them. It's just great storytelling, great acting. So it draws you in and just holds you. And it's amazing. I, I love it. So uh, Dark Knight is there at 1B for me.
2: All right. Number four for me, I have The Departed. Um, An all-timer, director Martin Scorsese, one of my favorite directors out there. Starring the great Leonardo DiCaprio, Uh, Matt Damon's also in there somewhere, Um, Mark Wahlberg, uh, Martin Sheen, the list goes on and on. Um, Tremendous cast, a tremendous film overall uh, in terms of a crime, mob, drama, which Scorsese has cornered the market on, and uh, I mean, I could list tons of his movies if you gave me a top 50 list, would likely be on there but Departed the it is uh, it's a perfect film to me uh and another one that i would absolutely sit down like you mentioned um and just if it's on tv which it is frequently like i'll sit down and watch it uh watch it till the end wherever i tune in at um great performances i think like jack nicholson's like final role or one of his final roles too before he retired um and it's a tremendous one as the 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 mob boss. Um so great film, best actor of life starring in it, one of the, my top three directors, uh obvious pick. So departed number four.
0: Yeah, I knew that being in top five, I was curious to see where it would fall in there. Um but yeah, like I had mentioned earlier, tremendous film. Just I've somehow only seen it once, so I didn't want to include that into my list. Um next to my list at 1c is guardians of the galaxy uh yeah i know i got uh three superhero movies on my list of ones sure. whatever Su- sue me um hilarious movie uh it's the funniest of all the marvel movies i think and it's such a it's, it's a bunch of nobodies like that come together and as i said they, they save the galaxy and but it's a great script, you know. We get the first of James Gunn. We see how great he is as a director. I mean, the whole core cast was Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Bradley Cooper, uh, then Diesel and uh, uh Dave Bautista. I was totally blank on his, on his name. Sorry, Drax, you're great. Um, it's just uh, amazing. It's great. They're so they work so well together. It's a hilarious movie through and through. And like I said, one of my favorite Marvel movies. So it's uh there at one C for me.
2: All right, number three on my list, Pulp Fiction. Um Tarantino's second feature film. Uh and an all time classic. I feel like this is a movie that's probably on, you know, a lot of if if you were to pull Americans, I'd say it's probably on like twenty percent of people's top ten lists. Uh and that's going out on a bit of a limb, but It's widely regarded as a tremendous film. Um, Obviously, I'm a huge fan of Tarantino. um, And just the acting overall. I mean, we get Samuel L. Jackson at his best. John Travolta, never been a fan of a ton of his work, but he's excellent in this as Vincent Vega. Um, And overall, the whole story arc and stuff is is tremendous stuff. Um, It's a movie that's on TV frequently. Um, It's an all-time classic. Um, And yeah, my third favorite film of all time, probably.
0: All right. Um next to my list at 1D is Lord of the Rings: to Return of the King. Um
2: Why are you Boob. doing
0: a movie that's in your favorite trilogy? that you selected number 1 overall on the trilogy draft. That's...
2: I didn't say it was my fav- favorite trilogy. I just picked the number 1. Over- I picked the number well, that, 2. That's overall.
0: that's strange that you'd do that. I mean, pick it as your top pick, but it's not your favorite. I don't know. Anyway, uh yeah, Lord of the Rings, Turn of the King. I mean, I've just said it's a fantastic trilogy, and this just is icing on the cake, finishing the third part of it. It won Best Picture. It won every single Oscar it was nominated for. It won 11 different Oscars. um, And it's, I think it was 11. It might have even been 12. It's a superb movie. I mean, I just, I love it even i can if it's on tv i'll sit down and watch it and you know, with it being three hours long i don't always get to finish it the whole way through but it's because it's on tv it has commercials and it's just drags um but uh it's oh love it so much just a great conclusion the storytelling has just been amazing it's kind of like with endgame how it's been though this is only three movies but the story build up through the movies coming to this grand conclusion that just works so well and is, just amazing tremendous i mean i i know i implore you aaron to watch these and you say you'll maybe someday but ah they're amazing it's
2: well now that we're retiring from the podcast game i maybe i'll have some free time to watch them probably not but maybe
0: i hope so anyway so there well
2: i do have to get around to at least the first one because it's on the afi top 100 so yeah one day
0: there you go and you'll watch that one and you'll be hooked um probably not okay sure whatever anyway uh so i'll I'll stop there but yeah lord of the rings turn of the king is that one d there for me
2: all right number two on my list avengers endgame came out this year um i only needed to watch it once to know how much i well i actually saw it twice never mind um but i only really need to see it once to put it at least in my top 10 uh i mean it's just It's such an incredibly well-crafted adventure of, you know, winding up 11 years of of Marvel movies and an entire saga. Um, You know, there's not a whole lot of things I can complain about with the movie. It's one that, you know, like you said, like I'm going to be buying it on Blu-ray as soon as it comes out. Um, It's something I could probably sit down and eventually be a movie I watch anytime it's on TV. Or if I'm bored, um, it is three hours. So if I ever need to kill three hours on a flight or something, that's perfect for it. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's such a well-crafted film. Um, It's, you know, got rave reviews from every part of the globe. um, And it's one of the highest grossing movies of all time. So Avengers Endgame uh, perfectly wraps up an entire decade. um, And that'll come in number two on my list.
0: Sent you... uh mentioned grossing we're just a little update on that at that 2.73 billion so 58 million away from uh avatar
2: you better get down there and see this shit on uh (laughs) in imax imax
0: (laughs) yeah i mean hoping it i don't know if it'll get there but fingers crossed beat those uh stupid blue blue aliens um
2: smurf, smurf aliens
0: smurf aliens because they're blue yeah yeah uh, blue aliens, same thing anyway so uh to round out my list uh at one e the final one of my favorite ones at one uh the princess bride this movie has always been one of my favorite movies it has everything you could want in the movie there's action adventure comedy romance uh it's thrilling it's it's great. I love it so much. You could watch it any time. It's not a long movie, so you could it's an easy watch. It's a great story uh, within, the, within the fantasy world and there's great cast. So many quotable lines, such a quotable movie. Um and I I just love it so much. I mean, it's a superb movie and it's obviously it's there at 1E on my list. It's Princess Bride is it's great if you haven't seen it go watch it it's a classic 80s movie and it's it's tremendous it's superb so i'll end there kind of repeating but you know
2: (laughs) just a little bit um number one obviously for me as i've mentioned ten thousand times before probably on this podcast or if you talk to me in real life number one the dark knight uh it's the best movie ever created in my opinion uh, director Christopher Nolan does a tremendous job of turning a comic book character into a gritty crime beating badass. Um, Christian Bale is always going to be my Batman. Um, uh, like you mentioned before, I mean, Heath Ledger won a, an Oscar, uh, posthumously for his role as the Joker, which is relatively unheard of, um, for like a comic book character to essentially ascend to that level. Um, I, it just works on a hundred level. I, it works on so many levels. Um, I've probably seen the film 15, 20 times. Uh, I, I love it. I mean, it is such a well crafted film overall. Um, I mean the whole trilogy could, would probably be in my top 25. Um, if I had to go that far, but I mean, it's a perfect movie. Um, and if you don't believe that, screw off. Um, so yeah, uh, Dark Knight, number one, obviously. Feel like i don't really have to get into it all that much considering i've talked about it a million times on here um just a couple <laughs> so yeah that is number one for me um the dark knight so that is our final episode for the at least the time being um thank you again to everybody who has listened through these 39 episodes um it's been you know 10 months we've been at this um and it's been fun while it's lasted uh, take a little bit of time away uh stay tuned to our social media accounts um yeah See, so you probably end up to... still doing some reviews here and there and stuff um and see where we go and again yeah. maybe we come back later on
0: yeah if you want us to come back literally now's the time go tell everybody about this podcast and have your friends listen to it because only we only see 25 people listening to it so Get 50, 100 people. Uh, maybe you'll get us back. But, uh, yeah, stay tuned. Our social media pages. We'll try and keep posting on there for now.
2: Sound like a veiled threat there, Brian. Um, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, like I said, stay tuned. Uh, go out to the movies. Feel free to reach out to us, even though there won't be a podcast, if you want to know whether you need to watch something or not or an opinion on something. Um, i'd be happy to tell we're you i those. mean still gonna go to the movies all the time we're just not gonna have the oh, podcast. Yeah. um so yeah uh everybody have a great rest of your week um go out to the movies maybe don't see dark phoenix see something else go see end game again uh let's yeah like, you said, like let's get that past uh let's get that past avatar um if it goes past avatar if you guys help me get past avatar maybe we'll bring the Way podcast back. back um <laughs> that's my little veiled threat so um all right yeah uh goodbye everybody uh signing off for now
1: closing time open all the doors and let you out into the world